This is a very serious podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of Splanknicks. Today, here's what Hannah and I will be talking about. In a hole in the ground, there lived a rabbit. What? Welcome to Splanknicks, the Society for the Preservation of Literature, the Arts, Numinosity, Culture, Humor, <laughs> Nerdiness, Inspiration, Creativity, and Storytelling. Welcome back to Splanknicks. I'm your host, Claire T. Walker. I'm an independent author and also a book reviewer. And I am joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, my daughter, Hannah Kubiak. Hello. Hannah is a theater professional and also uh, an independent author. Mm. Today we're going to be talking about a book that we have mentioned briefly before in one of our earlier episodes from season two. Season one. No, it was episode three, I believe. Episode three. Why did I say season two? But I don't know. I was, this, I was, is, this is season two. This is season two, but we mentioned this very book in episode three of season one. Yes. Where we talked about our favorite childhood books. Yeah. What was the episode called? It was... It was Hobbits and Rabbits and Gnomes, oh my. That's correct. That's yeah. the name of the name of the episode. And we talked about our favorite childhood books. And one of my favorite childhood books is Watership Down by Richard Adams. It, it really is my favorite book. I first read it when I was in fifth grade. Mm. And I remember being slightly confused about this book. I remember you telling me this story. There's a picture on it of a rabbit, the, the edition that I read. But the book is called Watership Down down and so I thought okay is this some sort of nautical book about a shipwreck of some kind or but what's, what's with this rabbit so I'm reading it and I remember being confused for quite a while wondering when are we going to get to some sort of thing having to do with with ships and the sea and everything <laughs> but we did, really didn't except by a, a very oblique manner but um what the what the word what the phrase watership down refers to is a literal real place in England, in the south of England, um, a down is the word for a hill, and that's the name of the hill, Watership Down. So it's, it'd be the equivalent would be calling it Watership Hill. Ah, um, it is part of the a natural area in England called. Let me find the the setting. It's it's in the uh, county of Berkshire. These are called the North Wessex Downs. Oh, Berkshire the, County. The North Wessex Downs, yeah, Berkshire, in the county of Berkshire. Although, hang on, I think it might be the county of Hampshire, now that I'm looking at my notes. It's, it's in, Hampshire? Hampshire. Yeah. Hampshire County. Yes. And where hurricanes hardly happen. Um, it is the third largest of Britain's 46 areas of what they call outstanding natural beauty. So it's kind of like a public <gasps> park, a, oh. a national park. Like... You know, Rocky Mountain National Park is oh, is, is a, okay. a a national set aside zone of wilderness yeah. in America, and the, these North Wessex Downs are set aside. Is it kind of like the um, where was it in Pride and Prejudice where Lizzie went on holiday with her aunt and uncle? Was it Derbyshire? Da- it's Derbyshire. Derbyshire, which is right. in the north of England. This is way down in the south of England. Ah, okay. I mean, literally, the way it goes is you've got um, uh, you've got Hampshire is mm-hmm. is on the very south, the, the southern coast. Of the county of Hampshire is on that very southern coast of England, oh, okay. and major cities in there are Southampton and Portsmouth. A lot mm. of people have heard of them. 
the famous Isle of Wight is across this channel just mm-hmm. south of the Hampshire coast. And that channel, it's more of a strait. Mm-hmm. Trivia. Do you know what that strait is called that separates the southern coast of Hampshire from the Isle of Wight? It's called the Solent. Okay, see, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, it's called the Solent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so we're way south in England. So it goes Hampshire, and then just north of Hampshire is um, Berkshire, and then just north of there is Oxfordshire. Okay. And Adams was actually born in Berkshire in the town of Newbury, but he lived with his wife and his family in Whitchurch, which is basically 10 miles south of there in Hampshire. Hmm. And so all of this book takes place in that area. And in fact, the, um, the book was written by Adams originally as a series of stories that he told to his children on a family vacation by car. It's funny how many stories are like that. I think The Hobbit is like that, too. This is stories that Tolkien told to his kids. Was it? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So this is a, so the setting is real. There is such a place as Watership Down, and um, and when you read Watership Down, this book, it is so rich in the in description of the nature. You can tell that that Richard Adams, the author, was a real nature buff. He, uh, it would help to have probably with you as you read this book, an Audubon guide of some kind handy because he mentions by name every weed and flower and shrub and tree. You know, they're all, um, Mm -hmm. and they're important too because they are, um, the names of the male rabbits in this book are named after uh, little plants and trees. And so, and, and you always get all these little, these little geographic um, words like, like coom and copse and escarpment and hanger and, and the down, you know, the, the escarpment. Yes. Go to the escarpment. Ooh. And, <laughs> yes. And, and so I had to look up all of these things because when mm-hmm. I was a kid, I just blew past all these things. I didn't know what they were. Mm-hmm. And I blew past I'm, a lot of I'm not even a kid and I blew past it this read. So I decided to look them up this time because mm-hmm. I thought, well, let's figure out what in the world we're, we're yeah. reading about yeah. here. But yeah, you, they, you are, they, you are a more thorough uh, well, researcher than I am. <laughs> That's why anyway, you're the Ravenclaw in this duo. So Watership Down um, was written by Richard Adams. It was published in 1972. And Richard Adams lived from, he was born in 1920 and he died in 2016 at the age of 96. Wow. Died on Christmas Eve wow. that year. Yeah. He wrote some other books, Shardick, The Plague Dogs, The Girl on a Swing, and there is also a, sto- a story collection called The Tales from Watership Down. I have not read any of those. Maybe that can be one of your goals. For- I tried to read Shardick once, and I didn't like it. Mm. I've tried to read Girl on a Swing once, and I didn't like it. I am stuck on Watership Down. He's a, Richard Adams, to me, will always be a one-hit wonder. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, yeah, I have authors like that, too, who I've read one book by them, and then I don't like anything else. Yeah. That's exactly the way I am with, with Adams. I haven't tried The Plague Dogs, but mm-hmm. um, I actually don't necessarily care to, actually, because yeah. I could just, I think I would rather just read Watership Down again. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, he also wrote an autobiography called The Days Gone By, published that in 1996. I figure maybe he wrote it when he was 76 years old and he probably thought to himself, well, I'm getting on in years. Maybe I should write my autobiography before I, before I croak. Yep. And he lived another 20 years after writing his autobiography. Nice. I wonder if anything interesting happened during those 20 years. Yeah. Pro- pro- he was probably just, just relaxing, mm-hmm. just napping. But yeah, but I mean, Adams, uh, he lived the dream. Two years after he published Watership Down, he retired 
from his career in the British Civil Service, and he became a full-time author. That sounds awesome. Yes, yes. So he lived the dream. Um, he, he was college educated. He was a World War II um, veteran. He was in the army. He his book this this book Watership Down. It was so successful. I mean, I didn't have any idea of this when I first came across it. It was the winner of the Carnegie Medal and the Guardian Children's Fiction Prize. And there are only six other authors who have won both of those prizes. They are the most prestigious prizes for British children's uh, literature. Wow. And the uh, it sold over a million copies worldwide a few years after its publication. A huge hit. It made his career. With good reason, because it is an amazing, an amazing book. What is Watership Down about? It's not about a ship, as we know. It's about mm-hmm. a hill called Watership Down in this very beautiful natural setting um, mm-hmm. in the south of England. And it is about rabbits. Yeah, it's about a warren of rabbits. A warren of rabbits. And a warren of rabbits is, is the underground complex in which that rabbits dig and where yeah. they live. Well, technically it's about some rabbits who are, I guess you could call them immigrants. Or, like, who are the refugees? Pe- or who are the people on the front on the frontier in the Oregon Trail? Pioneers. Pioneers. Yeah, They're like they were like pioneers, because they left their Warren because, well, first of all, it wasn't that great, and also one of them is a bit of a kind of a kind of a prophet, I guess, and a dreamer, and he just has a really really bad feeling about the place that something terrible is going to happen. So like so about. I think 11 of the rabbits take off. They, they, they leave their old warren and they go in search of somewhere where they can, um, where they can create a new, a new warren. Right. That's mm-hmm. the goal. So it's a, it's a quest. Mm-hmm. It's an adventure. Mm-hmm. Definitely an ensemble cast, but there are mm-hmm. a few standout characters. Mm-hmm. Um, the leader of the group, um, Hazel, mm-hmm. he's the older brother of the rabbit you just described who's a, uh, the visionary, mm-hmm. his name is Fiverr. Yep. And so one of the things that, that is, is good to bring up when you talk about Watership Down is is the concept of anthropomorphism. Mm-hmm. Anthropomorphism is where you attribute human characteristics to non-human animals. Right. And and the, uh, the rabbits in Watership Down aren't like that, at least not in physicality. Really, they have they 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 just they still look like your your basic rabbit. Like right. they don't they don't stand on two legs. They don't wear like a little blue jacket like Peter Rabbit. They're they're just rabbits like we would see them. But their like their interior world is a lot more complex than we would think. They have rabbit needs and rabbit priorities. Um, but they also have, like, they have language and culture, and they sort of have a religion and a mythology. They tell each other stories. They, um, some, some of the rabbits are poets. Um, and they also sometimes, in this story, the rabbits are capable of creating very, very, I guess, unfavorable um, civilizations in Warrens. Sometimes sometimes there's a Warren that you really, you just get a weird feeling about it. Like the, the civilization here, that's a community that's been built is very strange. And I think, didn't Richard Adams kind of use this to sort of, this book to sort of give examples of kind of 
um, like flawed systems of government. Oh, very definitely. Yes, very definitely. And that's another thing that's so interesting about this book is that when you read it as a child, you read it and you go, this is an awesome adventure. Mm -hmm. This is like the Odyssey almost. It's almost like Homer's Odyssey where Mm -hmm. this band of merry, you know, rabbits goes off on adventure seeking, uh, well, they're trying to get somewhere. They're trying to get not to their old home like Odyssey, Mm -hmm. like um, Odysseus. They're trying to form a new home. Mm. But they and they have all these adventures and encounters along the way, and some of the places they run into are definitely, um, yeah, definitely what you would say flawed systems of government. In mm-hmm. fact, dystopian societies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dystopian dystopian. Societies. Yeah, and and so that's what's so fascinating about this. So these are not these are not your trousered rabbits like Brer Rabbit, and this this is no you know what's up, Doc. I mean, there's none of that. These mm. are these are real quote unquote people mm-hmm. uh but they like you said they think rabbit thoughts they do rabbit mm-hmm. things and they and they they have um like like you said culture and governance and all that but they also have their rabbit instincts fully intact yeah like they have a mating instinct yep that drives pretty much the second whole half of the book yeah. is the fact that these rabbits when they establish their warren they they look around and realize there's no lady rabbits Yes, <laughs> and they realize uh, that they made a bit of a mistake that by not planning ahead that far. But yeah, but, but, but initially, yeah. to be fair, when they were leaving, they were literally on the eve of some really bad stuff happening at their yeah. rabbit. So they got out just in time, and they did their best to get as many um, together in their ragtag group as mm-hmm. they could. Yeah, they went and talked to the chief rabbit, but he didn't really he didn't really like their idea. He thought it was hogwash. So he did. Yes. yes. He did. He thought it was hogwash. Um, <laughs> and it just shows to, uh, that went to show that he was not a leader of, of vision mm-hmm. or of um, wisdom. Mm-hmm. By contrast, Hazel, the rabbit who went to talk to him, mm-hmm. proves himself time and time again to be a natural leader mm-hmm. with, with vision, with wisdom, with, with, and with natural leadership skills. And, I, and we, we should talk about that. We're going to talk more, about the yeah. leadership of Definitely Hazel later. Wanna, yeah, because it just it's inspiring to see the kind of things that Hazel does. And he mm-hmm. was just literally at the bottom of the totem pole at this at this old rabbit warren. He, yeah. he may have advanced in time over his uh, up to a certain rank in this warren, but probably not. Mm-hmm. Probably he was just going to languish with his amazing skills just yeah. somewhere at the bottom at this rabbit warren. Well, yeah, because... In the warren that they were in, and then also in in other warrens they encounter, it's sort of those who have sort of physical prowess are able to sort of make their way up the totem pole. Like they join the Ausla, which is like um, the, the the military or something, and mm-hmm. then the police, the yeah, police, the security of the, the security, warren, and yeah. th- those guys are the ones who usually people look to to to, to lead. And Hazel has a sort of different kind of leadership. It's a little bit more based on on compassion and um, um, well, thoughtfulness, work, thoughtfulness, compassion, working for working for peaceful solutions. Um, and not only that, but understanding uh, rabbit nature, if you will, mm-hmm. like psychology, you right? Know, uh, understands what motivates people in it in a way that is not coercive or bullying, he's, he was he excelled at that. Mm-hmm. And that's um, one of the, the through lines of this whole book is Hazel's mm-hmm. um, growing into a leader of, of true greatness. Mm-hmm. 
um, and it's very instructive. And and he's compare you compare him to all the other leaders in the mm-hmm. in the book, starting with the uh, the leader of the Warren that they end up leaving. Yeah. So the book is uh, divided into into four major parts. Okay. So journey on Watership Down, Ephratha, and then at Hazel Raw. So um, the yeah the, the the journey is sort of their fir- their initial the inciting incident is they see that sign up in the field by the Warren that some humans put there that they can't they can't read English so they don't know what it says. It says sort of like this. This down is uh, scheduled for demolition, basically. That's what it says. It's scheduled for uh, for development, basically. Oh, development. Uh, That's a, 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 an estate of uh, of houses, basically a housing development is going to be built there. That's what right. the sign announces. Yep. And so they know that something bad, so they leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get a, together a bunch of uh, a ragtag bunch of uh, rabbits, what you said, ten or eleven of them, mm-hmm. and they and they leave. And one thing that's interesting about this is that the rabbits, part of the culture, the rabbit culture that Adams invented, mm-hmm. this is so cute. They can only count up to five, or it's four, isn't it? Four, four. I feel like it's four. Okay, but anyway, if anything is five or more, it gets a, it gets a certain name. Yeah, and it's Herrera. Uh huh. And it's in rabbit language. It's spelled H R A I R Herrera, and that means Herrera. many, many. So more than four, and that's why the littlest rabbit is named Fiverr because he was the. The, he was the fifth in the in the litter. Yeah. So he was called Hreru, meaning mm-hmm. the little fiver. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if if you, they can count up to four, um, are you going to check on that? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. going to check okay. it because I. And one of the things that's great is, and they refer to the um, the enemies of rabbits, basically predators, mm-hmm. as as um, as the Hreru also, as which means the thousand. Yeah. H R A I. I think that means maybe that doesn't mean five. I think it might mean thousand. Thousand. The thousand, and the and the the head of the rabbits. Oh, uh, a, a, Elil, enemies of rabbits. Elil. Okay. Elil. Um, e l i l. And mm-hmm. then so their their chief mythological figure in rabbit folklore is Elahre Ra. Elahre Ra. Excuse me, I mispronounced that. Elahre Ra, and that means the prince with a thousand enemies. Mm-hmm. And that's what a rabbit is. And um, so, in the in the first part of the uh, the story, they they uh, Fiverr has his vision. Hazel's the only one he really believes in, but he they manage to uh, get together a, a bunch of other sort of disgruntled and discontented rabbits who, who mm-hmm. know that they've got, there's no future for them here at this war, and they're like, sure, well, we'll go with you. Um, they uh, they also get one or two members of the Ephrafa to go with them as well. Not the Ephrafa, the um, the Ausla. The Ausla. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Ausla. Uh, silver and, um, and big wig, right? Big wig, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have an answer to that question we had before. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the name um, Hreru, Little Thousand, mm-hmm. is the name of Fiverr in um, ra- rabbit language. And um, there's a little postscript here when someone says his name. They're like, why is he called Fiverr? It says rabbits can count up to four. Any number above four is rare, a lot, or a thousand. Um, and yeah. So, so he's called Hreru, meaning the little the, a lot. The little a lot. Yeah. yeah they, because there they, were four in the litter and then there was him. Yeah. And they think, well, one, two, three, four. 
Plus this one. More than four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so clearly he's the little the little thousand or the little a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Good. So, but but in English he's his name is Fiverr. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so they go. That's Act One. Mm-hmm. Is that journey, and they finally get to um, Watership Down, and that is the the first half of Act Two. Remember, mm-hmm. I've talked a lot about I, I bang on about act structure of stories a lot, mm-hmm. and this um, Richard Adams knew what he was doing. He structured this book very well. Um. And they get to Watership Down, they get halfway through there, and well, partway through that act, and that's when they realize that they, um, ooh, we made a bit of a mistake here. We went off without any female rabbits whatsoever. Yeah. Um, hmm, what do we do now? Typical. So what they, <laughs> what they decide to do is they go on a raid to a farm. Yep. Because on the way to Watership Down, they discovered this farm and there were some hutch rabbits in there. Yeah. Some pet rabbits, basically. Aww. And they, they went in to investigate and they're like, huh, we should keep this in mind. That might be useful, maybe. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, so they, while they, once they've kind of set themselves up on Watership Down a little bit, they decide to go back there and, and get some does and figure, okay, mm-hmm. this would be, this would be good. And, um, it kind of works. Yeah. They get... Don't they get two does and one random buck? I think who so. Comes with them because they there there's a mixture in the hutch, and so they say, "Well, I mean, we're not going to say no if you want to come with us, dude." Yeah. <laughs> I I think if I remember correctly, um, I think the, only the two does go with them. Yeah. One one of the bucks just didn't even want to get out of the hutch. Right. And then the other buck did get out of the hutch, but I think he got picked up by the men at the farm when they were escaping. Oh. Okay. But anyway, but but they ended up back at the uh, Warren with two. Does mm-hmm. and then they 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 do the math and they realize um, this is not going to work. Yep. And and just going back to to rabbit instincts, one thing Bigwig says is we're going to be at each other's throats yeah. over these two does. <laughs> it's almost worse than having no does. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so one of the things Hazel says is, "All right, um, I think what we'll do is we will um, we'll go to this other um, larger." Warren that we that we found out about during our travels. Mm-hmm. Um, so so they end up going on that expedition, and that is the second half of yeah. the middle of the book. Well, they send an initial expedition first to this Warren that's nearby called. Oh, that's right. It, they, they send an envoy there. Yeah. Because um, who? Now how did they? They sent. They sent the envoy because they found out about the Warren. Yeah. They sent them there to say, oh, awesome. Say, hello, we can be friends if you yeah. want. Would If you're getting overcrowded with does, and we, we need some does, so you want, maybe if any of them want to come and live with us, they, they like came in peace. Yeah, like a little emissary, like a little, uh, you know, um, diplomatic visit. Yes, a diplomatic and, visit and, to Ephrafa. And what happened, Hannah? Well, they got absorbed into the... Uh, into the Warren. They were essentially captured. Yeah, they were captured. They were not allowed to leave. You know how I was talking about, like, terrible systems of government being mm-hmm. exemplified in this book? Or dystopian systems of government? So this is basically like the totalitarian surveillance state. So think sort of um, East Germany, maybe? Yes. Behind the Berlin Wall. Yep. Where basically the way that this Warren works is there's the general, General Woundwart. And then here, there's his Ausla, who are like the elite sort of police. And then there's just all the common people. What if you were reading 1984, you would call them the proles. Yes. There's just a bunch of rabbits that they live in the Warrens. They stay underground all the time. 
they're only allowed to go outside to eat in their in their groups at assigned times because the uh, general doesn't want their warren to be discovered at all so there's all this secrecy you have to you have to obey without question um, like if you're if you're a doe you're not allowed to choose your mates the totalitarian state they 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 even make these rabbits go into a special ditch to relieve themselves right and they cover it up yeah. And they note in a number of times in this, like the the uh, the Warren the the Watership Down Warrens note that this is unnatural. Mm-hmm. This is not natural for rabbits to uh, uh, relieve ourselves in some enclosed area and then cover up our droppings. You know, you yeah, you, know. you but, leave it so that to mark your territory, right? Yeah, or just because that's not just not what rabbits do. Yeah, pretty much. But this guy Woundwort mm-hmm. is 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 so um, obsessed with secrecy and control that mm-hmm. he even dictates where people poop mm-hmm. or where rabbits poop i should say yep yeah and also there's you get severely punished if you try to escape like some of the does and this buck named blackavar had tried to escape not not too long before our warren sends their emissary mm-hmm. and i think it was a conspiracy sort of and blackavar was caught trying to escape and they shredded his ears and then they made him like sit at the entrance of the hole where everyone goes up to 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 feed so that they could all see what would happen if you tried to escape exactly like he, an example was made of him basically for sure and then they split up the group of does who had been um conspiring against one another to try and leave in yeah. fact those does at first the first thing they did was they approached woundward in the council they had asked first they'd asked for permission yeah and they said no yeah yeah <laughs> so so that is that's that yeah part. the does were basically like look like we're just here and we want to like we want to have like litters and baby rabbits but we can't because this place is so crowded because you won't let anyone leave mm-hmm. <laughs> and that but we would have would have none of it just mm-hmm. the hyper controlling mm-hmm. he would rather be wrong mm-hmm. than lose control of his situation and, and yeah and have his authority undermined yeah so and that and that that whole adventure within each Ifrafa forms the that's the name of that of that war in Ephrafa. Mm-hmm. That forms um, the second half of the second half of the or the middle of the book. Mm-hmm. They go back. Yeah. They barely escape. Our, our watership down rabbits barely escape. Yeah. And Are they, you talking about the um, the um, emissary yeah, delegation? The em- yeah. First? Our watership down emissary group barely escape from yeah. Ephrafa, and they and they limp back to uh, watership down. They 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 come back all ragtag, no does at all, mm. and they come back to watership down and realize that. Meanwhile, that's when this this trip to the farm has occurred, mm-hmm. and and it it went wrong. They got the does all right, but yeah. Hazel was missing. Yeah. Okay, so this is bad. Now now, yeah. and this is three quarters of the way through the book. This is what we call. The major setback. Right. Where? Right? Like, this is exactly like the moment at the end of the two towers mm-hmm. where the line is, Frodo was t- was still alive, but was taken by the enemy. Right, yeah. Because they come back, basically, yeah. Hazel has been shot. Yeah. He's missing, and the expedition to Ephrafa has utterly failed. Yeah. <laughs> and that's three quarters of the way through the book. You're like, no! Yeah. yeah. So then Act 3, um, the last part of the book is, it's called Hazel Rock. Mm-hmm. This is where we see Hazel shine and come into his own mm-hmm. as as the leader, the natural born leader. And we'll do a spoiler alert. He they do find him. Yeah. But remember how you were saying that his physical prowess has not been a thing for him. No. It's even more of a of a hindrance because he's been shot and he's injured and he has a limp now. Yeah. 
And that, yeah, that was something that, um, yeah, shall we, since we've, we've talked about the, we've talked about the old war and where they were, we've yeah. talked about the, um, the weird, uh, Utop- Wait, did we talk about the utopian we did not warren? we did not talk about the okay. utopian hippie warren yeah there's a utopian hippie warren where basically um there's a farmer who puts out puts out vegetables for the rabbits so that they have a lot to eat and they're nice and fat and sleek and lazy and then every once in a while a rabbit disappears and um People aren't allowed to talk about it. And um, it's basically these rabbits who... They sort of sacrifice a rabbit every once in a while to the uh, the, the farmer or the, the who snares them. Like, an unlucky rabbit will get sacrificed every once in a while so that the rest of the warren can live this sort of... This lazy, comfortable life. <laughs> exactly. It's, uh, it reminded, you must never speak of the disappeared. It reminded me of this passage from 1984. Mm-hmm. There's a character named Syme, who's sort of a, a colleague of Winston's. Oh, right. And the, and the passage goes like this. Syme had vanished. A morning came and he was missing from work. A few thoughtless people commented on his absence. On the next day, nobody mentioned him. <laughs> then Winston noticed that Syme's name, which had been on the chess committee membership... Mm-hmm. had been removed and a new sign put in its place that didn't include Syme's name, mm-hmm. but nobody had said anything. There was no announcement, no comment, nothing. Just He's just yeah. canceled, if you were, yeah. if you will. Um, so, yeah, so it's like this 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 utopian hippie war. It's almost like this weird, yeah, kind of like, kind of like a, well, it reminds me of like like a tributary state, like you know those mm-hmm. those ancient Greek states where they would have to like sacrifice a virgin to the to this monster, you know, every once in a while, right, to, to prevent the monster from coming in and eating all of them, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, like yeah, ch- chain this maiden to a rock for the sea monster, and then mm-hmm. it'll leave the rest of us alone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's really like that, and it's almost also like it reminded me of like a really really cushy and comfortable welfare state with a really dark underbelly. Right. Like, these rabbits are fat and happy. Mm-hmm. They are advanced. I mean, they write poetry. Mm-hmm. They, they make not, shapes. They make shapes. They make art. Yes, they have so, art. So they have leisure. They're rabbits that with leisure. That was funny. I thought that was funny that they go over into a wall and the wall has rocks stuck into it in, like, in patterns. And our watership rabbits are all confused by that and say, "What is this?" And one of the rabbits, I think it was, I think it was strawberry. It was strawberry or silver. S- wheat. Stra- it was or silver wheat or was silver it wheat is the poet. Oh, okay. So strawberry is the one with the shape. Strawberry is the okay. one, and yep. he said, "We call it a shape." <laughs> and yeah, everyone else is so confused. Like, what? What's huh? What's a shape? <laughs> they look at the rocks and like, okay, uh, sure, fine. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so these rabbits in in the in um in cowslip is the leader of this warren. Right. So contrast Cowslip's leadership mm-hmm. to Hazel's. You know, Cowslip's and his fellow rabbits in this war are slaves to their own comfort. Yeah. It reminded me a little bit of um, this phrase called bread and circuses. Oh, right. Which is how the, the imperial Rome kept the citizenry happy by basically entertaining them and giving them free food. So people will gladly submit to basically any kind of tyranny if they are well-fed, comfortable, and entertained. Yep. Yeah. 
And mm. you know, when they have when they had questions about things that were going on in that Warren, like Cowslip wouldn't answer questions. They would change the subject immediately. And he would change the subject immediately. Yeah. yeah. So there were certain things you weren't allowed to talk about, and people who were disappeared, you weren't allowed to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like when one of the rabbits in um in our our expedition um gets caught in a snare, all the rest of them are trying to trying to help help get him out of the snare, and they go to like ask for help at the warren, and nobody will even acknowledge them, right? As they're like asking for help. Well, the only person person the only rabbit who came to help them was Strawberry, mm-hmm. because it turns out that his mate. <gasps> yeah, was that's, snared. That's right. Remember that? Yeah. And we don't, and it's so, Adams is such a good writer that he never says that. Yeah. In fact, it was, I had read that book, I had to have read that book a couple, three times before I realized, oh my gosh, that's what happened to Strawberry's mate. Yeah. She was one of those rabbits that was snared. Because mm-hmm. remember, they found a, under the hedgerow, this freshly disturbed <gasps> area. Oh. And then all of a sudden, you know, someone's like, well, where did your, um, what, what was her name? What was his mate's oh, name? Oh, it was really long and complicated. Yeah. Um, anyway, oh, so dude. where did Mrs. Strawberry go? And everyone's like, who? Who are you talking about? Yeah, we're not, oh, what, what? No, you know, just, they just changed the subject immediately. But it turns out that she stopped running. That's what rabbits say about some a rabbit who has died. They say that rabbit, it's like kind of how human beings say a person passed away. Yeah. A rabbit stopped, stops running. Oh, uh, Mildrahine. That's Mildrahine. Okay. Yeah. So she uh, she got caught in the snare, and that's why Shop Strawberry was willing to go with them in the end because right. he, he's, his eyes were opened. Uh-huh. He was red pilled, as you say. Yeah, <laughs> right. In yeah. the Matrix, he yeah. decided he didn't want to live in this illusion anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's that society. That was is creepy, mm-hmm. and um, and everyone's like, oh, this is great. It's almost like they were drugged. They were drugged and like almost sort of in a stupor over mm-hmm. this, this lettuce and carrots, it's in piles, just everywhere, so much food. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but only a couple of them realized, this is just creepy. That these, mm-hmm. these, and when, you know, we don't see Nildrahane anywhere, and then yeah. they get mad at us when we try and talk about her. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. It's yeah. sort of like, yeah, the, the, yeah, you're not really allowed to ask, ask questions. Um, or have doubts, I guess. Like, it's yeah, not... You just have to go along. This is the story we're telling ourselves. We are happy. We are happy. Yeah. We are well-fed. We are blessed. We are artistic, advanced rabbits. Yeah. So every one of, once in a while, one of us disappears. Mm, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they are slaves to comfort. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, um... But contrast that with the, um... The Ephraim yeah. system. That, they like are you said, totalitarian, authoritarian, surveillance state. Very austere. Yeah. yeah. They are not fat and happy. They are so malnourished and unhappy that the does are literally absorbing their litters. Yep. <laughs> which is a phenomenon that happens when, when rabbits are, are starved and not properly nourished. They really? cannot reproduce. Yeah. Oh. They can't reproduce. And that's why the does go to yeah, one they, they say, oh, listen, this is happening. Yep. Uh, this is not good, mm-hmm. and we could go somewhere and start a new war or whatever. Mm-hmm. Be out of your hair. Yeah. You know, but they're but Woundor's like, nope. I'm in charge of everything and everyone. Yep. They can't. Yeah, you're not allowed to do anything but what you're what you're told. You must be obedient without asking questions. Once again, sort of that. You know. Um, be, you have to be a blind follower in these kind of states. They you aren't allowed to have free free thought. No. Which is one of the main things that I think differentiates Hazel from some of the other uh, leaders of some of these Warrens. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and something that I saw in, in your notes, actually, I had forgotten about it. But um, when they go and talk to the, um, they go and talk to the chief rabbit. At, oh, at the they're, beginning, but yeah. they're Warren at the beginning to say, "Hey, uh, something bad's gonna happen." And he's just like, Mrah. you know. Um, and uh, their chief rabbit is called the Threra. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody says the Threra doesn't like anything that he hasn't thought of himself. So Hazel isn't like that. Um, he point blank asks people, um, well, rabbits, when there's a problem, he'll go to some of them and say, so, what do you think? Like, like who was it? It was Blackberry was the one who was really smart and could figure things out. He's like, Blackberry, do you have any ideas? And then, um, like, Bigwig, do you know anything from the Ausla that would help us with this? And he's not afraid to ask for help and ask for an outside opinion. Which I think is a really good example of a um, is a really good example of a leader um, by not so much dominating your followers, but um, like giving them a place to be themselves and be of use and um, feel like they're contributing. Mm-hmm. You know, and not just feel like it, actually contribute. You know, oh yeah, they actually like, did contribute. Like mm-hmm. if, if Hazel thought that one of those rabbits' idea was good, to be like, well, yeah, let's do sure, that. Sure, yeah. As opposed yeah. to some leaders who are like, well, that like this one, like the Threra, it's like, well, I hadn't thought of that myself, so no, we're not going to do your idea. Right. Right. But yeah, so yeah, and you know that's that's really good. And the, and the other thing about Ephrafa is, yeah, there's no way that anyone is ever mm-hmm. going to be able to suggest anything to Woundward. In fact. A note that I wrote here, no one can be allowed to exist who disagrees, mm-hmm. who's different. Because, mm-hmm. remember the, there was a Warren um, a little bit um, east of Ephrafa right. that they they discovered and they sent a, a contingent right. to basically destroy that Warren yeah, and basically force all the survivors to come back to Ephrafa. Um, because even, so, so there's no, there's no such thing as existing outside of Woundwort's system or agreeing to disagree. Yeah. Um, he, he destroys that war and deports the entire population to Ephrafa. So what mm-hmm. Woundwort is, he is a um, a utopian mastermind mm-hmm. with a totalitarian imperialistic mindset. Right. The worst kind of dictator. <laughs> Hello everybody. Hannah and I decided that we were having such a great time talking about Watership Down that we decided to keep going. So you can find the rest of our conversation in part two of this episode.